welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds, which you can catch every weekday afternoon on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know I sure did. In fact, uh, I have some stories from some of the shenanigans that happened uh, over that uh, period of time that I want to share with you probably in the final segment here on the uh, on the podcast because it got a little weird, got a little crazy, got at least got to see something I've never seen before. So uh, very interesting stuff happening on Lake Hamilton, but I'll get into that here in just a second. And, uh, you know, it's it's crazy that in Arkansas sports, there are so many people that you can look at and that you can say that were a part of the program for different reasons and had such an impact in a positive way and in a negative way in some cases on the program and how they'll be remembered. And, you know, when you're in the moment of these people being at your program, you sometimes can take it for granted and you don't really realize how good you had it until they're gone. And it's crazy because when anytime that you have some sort of icon in the program, no matter football, basketball, baseball, whatever, you're always going to remember them from certain things. And uh, over this weekend, I think it was actually on Saturday, to be specific, uh, one of the Arkansas Razorback icons, somebody who meant a lot to the basketball program at the University of Arkansas, Eddie Sutton, passed away. Now, this was something that I wouldn't even say was uh, surprising necessarily because he was at the age of 84. You knew that his health was uh, deteriorating over time. He had had a, a long, full life. But, you know, you never want to see anybody's life come to an end. But I think that there is some solace that can be taken, especially by Razorback fans, knowing that Eddie Sutton passed, knowing that he was going to be elected into the Naismith Hall of Fame. And that was important to him, and I know it was important to his players and to everybody involved with him, so he did get to see that. But it's crazy to think that looking back on Eddie Sutton and what he meant to the University of Arkansas in the basketball program is something that really can never be overlooked, something that cannot be forgotten. And it's easy to always look back on the Arkansas program and basketball and to see the greatness that Nolan Richardson brought, which he absolutely did. Uh, Nolan Richardson took this basketball program to new heights and deserves all the accolades he could possibly get but the thing is is that Eddie Sutton's the one that put it on the map Eddie Sutton is one that laid the foundation for Razorback basketball turned it in from a just run-of-the-mill whatever type of program that not many people really cared that much about and put it into a program that was one of the top 25 programs and in this case maybe even a top 15 top 20 program in the country who's that big time he came to be the coach in 1974, and Arkansas had losing records in three out of the last four seasons and had no postseason appearances, get this, since 1958. So you're talking about roughly, if I do the math in my head correctly, which sometimes is sketchy, 16 years straight of no postseason appearances for the Razorback basketball program. And when Eddie Sutton took over, he compiled a record of 260-75. and 75 from 1974 to 1985, including five Southwest Conference regular season championships, nine NCAA tournament appearances, and, of course, the Final Four in 1978. He was the one that led to the success and got Barnhill Arena essentially built, where it was just an old farmhouse, essentially, 
And it hadn't went from 5,200 seats to 9,000 seats. And we all know that he was most famous for coaching the triplets of Ron Brewer, Marvin Delph, and Sidney Moncrief. There are a lot of great moments that Eddie Sutton had at Arkansas and a lot of great moments that he had at other programs too. And I think that that's what really defines him as a great coach is that he was able to do it at various other programs, not just Arkansas. But I wasn't alive when Eddie Sutton was the coach of Arkansas, so it's hard for me to really speak on it from a personal experience. But I can tell you that I always want to respect and pay homage to all the greats that came before me and came before a time that I was able to watch and, and really appreciate Razorback Athletics. And I know Eddie Sutton from my, what my dad talked about when he was a student at the University of Arkansas and some of the great things that he accomplished while my dad was there as well. So I, those were really the only stories I get to really rely on. But, you know, it's just those are the types of things you appreciate the most about coaches like Eddie Sutton. Is that, yeah, it did it in the way that a lot of people wanted it to. Of course it didn't. Um, were there some great times? Absolutely there were. He produced some great players, some great NBA talent. And at the end, there's no doubt that you got to really give respect and give credit where credit is due. Eddie Sutton is the reason why the basketball program became one of the great programs in the country and a respectable program. Him and Nolan Richardson both are Hall of Fame coaches. And I'm going to tell you, folks, it's not very often that a basketball program has two Hall of Fame coaches in back-to-back times. I mean, in most cases, when a Hall of Fame coach steps down or gets fired or whatnot, the coach that comes after him is not anywhere near that. See Arkansas after Nolan Richardson left. So, I again, as I was saddened to hear about this and saddened to hear about the Eddie Sutton and uh, how his passing has happened and happened, and I know that it was a long time coming for a lot of people as far as him getting into the Hall of Fame. I'll always remember Eddie Sutton for just the simple fact that he was Arkansas basketball. He was someone who really enjoyed and loved Arkansas and loved the Razorbacks. The fact that he always would come back and, and be a part of the honoring ceremonies every single time they had him, and even as recently as being able to show up to the Team Nolan versus Team Eddie in the red-white game this past basketball season at Barnhill Arena. I mean, that was just awesome. Absolutely awesome. And it's something that me personally, I'll cherish forever just to get to see those two coaches stand side by side because, you know, Arkansas basketball, they're pretty far removed from those days. But Arkansas basketball is Nolan Richardson, and it is Eddie Sutton. Without those two coaches, you're just a basic program. But because of those two coaches – because of what they were able to accomplish and the foundation that Eddie Sutton laid down, you're able to have a very successful and a very proud program. The one you see before you today, and I believe that it'll get back to that point too here very soon. I won't put a guarantee it, but I definitely feel a lot more confident about it. That is for sure. You know, folks, I, uh, I've been trying to get to the gym every so often now. Uh, kind of took a little bit of a hiatus over the weekend, but that's okay. Sometimes you just got to enjoy yourself. Sometimes you got to get away from the gyms and just enjoy the life that you have. But the thing is, is even though I didn't get to go to the gym, I still wanted to try to eat as healthy as possible. Now, there are times where it is a little more difficult. Sometimes you don't have the time to do it. But luckily, Built Bars are exactly for that reason where it's convenient, it's healthy, and it's easy. And it's quick. And that's what I needed. I was, on, I was going on the lake, had to put it in my coolers. I'm like, hey, what's better way 
than to just pop out a built bar and feel good about myself. I'm not having to eat all those really unhealthy snacks. I get actual protein. That's something that's low calorie with low sugar and also high with fiber and that tastes amazing. They're very easy to chew and they're great for all of you health conscious guys out there. Now, the greatest thing about it is they come in very different flavors. You also have nut or nut-free flavors, because I know some of you may have those allergies, at least some of you that you've been talking to me about it. So they are fantastic. And here's the best thing about it, is that here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, we're offering you a deal. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's right. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. That is a great deal, folks, and it's one way that you can really appreciate the health-conscious guys of all of you who are trying to make it, trying to get better, trying to look better and when lake season, beach season, when all that comes along, show off a little bit and get $10 off. You don't want to throw money down the toilet. You want to make it all work, so be sure to get Built Bar, and by visiting BuiltBar.com, putting in the promo code LOCKEDON, 10 bucks off your first order using LOCKEDON. It's that simple. It's that easy. Don't miss out. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, we're continuing on with our themes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, you know, it's kind of like a throwback theme, if you want to, a time machine theme, however you want to put it. Uh, we're looking back on uh, some of the times and some of the years and some of the things that have happened and. Razorback football history mainly. There's basketball involved in it too, but now we're looking at specific years. And today's podcast, Lucky, is 1990. That's the year that we're going to look back. 1990. What was going on with Razorback football during them? Well, the reason I laugh is because 1990 wasn't that good. <laughs> Arkansas had yet to join the SEC. You had... Uh, Jack Crow is in his first season as head coach. And the Southwest Conference was a pretty brutal one at that point in time. In fact, Arkansas got to go to a great record of 3-8. and eight. See, even when I have to do these theme deals, I can't even speak highly of any of it going on. But still, here's what happened. Man, just kind of to break it down for some of you younger folks that may not know what in the world went on. In 1990, well, Arkansas opened up the season ranked 15th in the country. Yeah, think about that. Arkansas was ranked 15th in the country. Uh, Ken Hatfield had done a phenomenal job with the Razorbacks back in 1989. In fact, they went 10 and 2, 7 and 1 in the Southwest Conference, and had won the Southwest Conference. So you got to remember, this is what they're coming off of. They're coming off of a fantastic year where they lost to Texas by four, and they lost the Cotton Bowl to Tennessee by simply four points. So think about where they just got off of. And now Jack Crow, who is the offensive coordinator of Ken Hatfield, had taken over the job. And in their second game of the year, they lose to Ole Miss. They were 13th in the country. They lose to Ole Miss and Little Rock. So that drops them to 23. People still feeling confident about them. Well, then they play Colorado State, and they beat them in War Memorial Stadium. So you had three straight games, about to have three straight games in War Memorial Stadium. But they beat Colorado State. So, hey, that was something Arkansas even did last year. How about that? But then they played TCU and Little Rock once again. It got trounced. 54-26. to 26. TCU was a team that finished 5-6 and six that year, so not a very good team. Then Arkansas lost to Texas Tech 49-44 to 44 in Fayetteville. 
Texas Tech finished four and seven. Not a great look. Arkansas plays Texas and gets smoked 49-17. They play Houston, who was number six at the time. They lose that one 62 to 28. Then Arkansas plays Rice. And they lose that one, 19-11. Rice went 5-6 and six that year. They play Baylor down in Waco. They lose that game 34-3. Baylor finished 6-4-1 and four and one that year. Then they play Texas A&M, where they lose that game 20-17 in Fayetteville. So they're sitting at 2-7, and seven, or 3-7, and seven, or 2-7, and seven, excuse me. 2-8, and 2-8. and eight. Got to get my numbers right. 2-8. and eight. Then they win the final game against SMU 42-29 because SMU was still – Feeling the damage from the <laughs> from the whole you know death penalty thing, so Arkansas really wasn't that good back then, and it's really unfortunate we had to look back on that year, and that was the year I was assigned. But I think it'll get better from here on out. But anyways, the fact that it really wasn't that good in first year coach at Jack Crow, you know it, he had. Quinn Grovey on that team, he was a senior, and I think that's where a lot of it came into play of why people thought Arkansas was going to be so good. But it was just a tough go for him. It really was. And it was amazing that Arkansas, if you look back, you know, Ken Hatfield had done such a good job. I mean, he really did. And then the way he left, some people said it was abrupt. Some people said it wasn't deserving. Uh, in fact, I'm just kind of looking at uh, the Wikipedia page. And it said – Hatfield had somewhat frosty relationship with longtime athletic director Frank Broles, even though Broles had been his coach during his playing days. Broles had a reputation of being very hands-on with the football program he built into the national power as a head coach uh, back when he was coach. And as good as Hatfield's last two Razorback teams have been, he lost several recruits in 1987 when rival coaches claimed he was in Broles' doghouse. When Broles signed a new five-year contract in early 1990, that's when Hatfield left Clemson University without even visiting the campus. Later, when Hatfield was asked if Broyles had been a factor in his abrupt departure from the Fayetteville, he replied, his name is on the athletics building down there. Let, me be, let that be my answer. Ironically, the coach Hatfield succeeded, succeeded Clemson, uh, at Clemson, Danny Ford, who then became the coach in 1993. So kind of funny how that all ended up. But anyways, Ken Hatfield went on to Clemson, 10-2, 9-2, 5-6, 8-3, still went pretty good, but then got fired. But it's just crazy to think that Arkansas fired a coach. Like, think about this is Ken Atfield's record from 84 to 89. 7 and 4 and 1, 10 and 2, 9 and 3, 9 and 4, 10 and 2, 10 and 2. And he left. He left his alma mater. That's insanity to me. Now, I know that there's other things that go into it. And people were talking about the recruits and people talking about how, uh, you know, that was something that they uh, just didn't get along and whatnot, all that crap. But still, it's just, whew. To think that they fired a coach after having that much success, I just it just blows my mind that that was even a factor. But 1990 was not kind to Arkansas, so let's just move on and forget about 1990 and never revisit again, shall we? You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, so I got to talk to you about this story that happened on Lake Hamilton with me and uh, some of my friends, which, by the way, people were giving me crap about being on Lake Hamilton. Let me just put the record straight here, folks. I was social distancing. I was doing what I was supposed to do. There was only about eight people on the boat that I was on. We didn't tie up with anybody else, and we were plenty within distance of any other boat that was around. So before you start yelling at me and start calling me all these names, just know that that was the case. But anyways, we went to Skinny Dip Cove. Don't get any ideas. It's not like that. Maybe. I don't know. I won't tell you that story. (laughs) 
Anyways, so we're going to this cove in Lake Hamilton in Hot Springs. And we're all having a good old time. You know, everything's just kind of what, what. Well, then uh, we got, I sit down and it's getting closer to where we're leaving later in the afternoon. And I look out and I see a boat sinking. And when I mean a boat sinking, I'm talking about a boat where the back fell in first and, and up went the stern. Is that the front stern? Big boat guy, obviously. Anyways, the front of the boat uh, started going up in the air, almost like the Titanic. And then it floated down and ended up sinking, and no one knows why. And so here's my PSA. I did this on the show, and I'm going to do it here on the podcast just by the odd chance that somebody actually knows. If you actually know what happened, it was Saturday in Skinny Dip Cove at Lake Hamilton, Saturday afternoon. Eh, it's probably evening. But if you know anything about that, please let me know. I want to know what happened. I want to know why that boat sank. I think I, I know that everybody was okay, and that's great, grand, wonderful. But I want to know what happened. What in the world caused that boat to sink? That's the thing I want to know. And you know, it was it was fun. Uh, also going out there, I saw some stuff that was pretty crazy. Uh, stuff that you know I really uh, can't. <laughs> you know, things have just been a little different since I was in high school. I'll say that. You know, high school kids these days, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. But, you know, that's why I hope I never have daughters. That's all I'll say on the matter. I just really hope I don't have any daughters. So, parents, go out there and monitor your kids when they're going on the lake for crying out loud. Shenanigans start happening. Boats start sinking. People are twerking on the ends of boats. Get it together, folks. Get it together, please. That's all I ask. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.